It's the reopening trade. It's everywhere. You saw it on Wall Street again on Monday. All the airline stocks were going up. We've been seeing cruise lines and hotels. And that brings us back to what we all care about, which is shopping and and what's going to happen to retail. I tell you who knows. And and the doctor uh, for retail is Terry Montese, who's the founder and CEO of Trademark Property Company. The doctor is in. Enjoy just right now. It's good to have you with us. Good to be here, David, but my license has lapsed, so <laughs> just be careful with what kind of stock you put in what I say. You know, I I looked at the list. I, I got depressed earlier today. I went back over the list of retail bankruptcies, and some I'd just forgotten about. I mean, over the last year, I mean, Guitar Center and Steinmart and, and Men's Warehouse and Joseph A. Bank and Lord & Taylor and Dress Barn and... And Neiman Marcus. And, and Neiman and, and. Marcus and Pier 1 and J.C. Penney and Tuesday Morning. Of course, they're not all closing up, but nope. but a lot, of them are dis- a lot of them are closing up uh, outlets, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. So Yeah, there's like even... You know, even the ones that haven't gone bankrupt um, are trimming their fleet tremendously. We're just not going to need near as many stores to cover a market anymore with e-commerce and, and you know, uh, delivery and Amazon warehouses, et cetera, et cetera. Well, did we have too many to begin with? Well, you know, um, you know so, yeah. So our, our country has an average of 23 square feet per capita. Uh, shopping centers compared to Canada, which is half that, then Europe, the developed countries in Europe are like a third or a fourth or a fifth of that. So yes, we did have too many, our, our voracious consumer appetite and um, uh, lenders willingness to, to lend for shopping center development. We did have too many and the uh, e-commerce explosion, and then COVID just really brought that to light. And so that, that's changing. There's, we're going to have uh, a lot less square feet per capita, I believe, five years from now than we did before COVID or the, than we do now. Well, and it seems like the nature of what we have is, is, is changing, too. I was looking at your, on the, the splash page, the opening page of your website has – a setting, I think it may be Waters Park, but it's sort of a Clyde Warren Park type setting, and there's a stage at the end, and you can see a Regents Bank and a Cinemark in the background. But all these people sitting out on lounge chairs and listening, is that what people want now? Yeah, I think the project you're talking about is probably Market Street Woodlands down in Houston. Um, And, um, yeah, I believe people want places to gather they want the their other than daily needs you know grocery anchored neighborhood centers that's a little different but other than daily needs i believe people want a place where they feel like it's theirs the public realm the sidewalks the public spaces they feel like are there for them and they're not transactional and so that doesn't mean when they go they won't spend money but they're, they're doing sort of their transactional business um, from a subconscious standpoint. They're doing online and they're real shopping or browsing or connecting with people or having their senses um, enlivened. They're, they, that's what they're wanting to do in the future uh, in person, brick and mortar. Well, that's sort of what 
one of, one of the gaps that malls were filling here for a long time. I, I mean, it's wonderful to walk outside and, you know, have a drink and then stroll over and buy a new dress. But if it's 110 degrees outside, you can't do that. And, and you know, conversely, in, in Minnesota, in the wintertime, you need, you need a covered structure. There has to be some sort of compromise, doesn't there? Well, that's an interesting you say that, but but in fact, in Houston during the summer, Atlanta during the summer, Dallas during the summer, South Florida during the summer, Minnesota during the winter, um, the most popular places are still outdoors. Really, and we're just we're just learning how to, you know, fans and shade structures for the summer, and we're learning during you know during the winter. You can wear coats, and we can again. We can have shade. We can have structures that keep the snow or rain off of you, and you can have heaters. And yeah, I, I you know, I don't think, I don't, but I don't think malls are going away. But I think malls as sort of uh, escape during during the worst weather or inclement weather. I don't think that's their purpose. But you know, they are more comfortable. Some in some ways they're perceived as safer easier you know it's flat right you know some places that have cobblestones et cetera, yeah. et cetera. so some aspects of it are perceived as safer but and 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 certainly more comfortable for a, a few months a year here and a few months a year in other places but for the most part outdoor places stay popular pretty much every day of the year you know we talked about this the last time we spoke was in december and i guess we alluded to this a little bit but but you've been working on galleria and and one of the things you were talking about was opening up some of the space so that it was a sort of a combination mall, but, but with a lot of outdoor space. Is that the sort of hybrid that you're talking about? Yeah, we were, we're actually working on three mall redevelopments right now from New Jersey to Atlanta to Dallas. And every one of them will have material amount of outdoor, you know, living room sort of space, public space going forward. Um, they'll all be different. But when we do our research and ask the customers from New Jersey to Texas, um, they say, you know, outdoor space. And, and it was like that even before COVID, but COVID certainly exacerbated that sort of need for air movement and fresh air and to be outside. So, yeah, absolutely. I believe that a lot of malls will be demalled, roofs will come off. But there's, there's David, there's people working on, uh, raising roofs and adding adding these uh, clear story systems where they have operable windows, you know, that are like electronic. Yeah, and yeah. You can allow fresh air even in the mall. So all kinds of things being thought about now. You know, you made an interesting distinction a minute ago. Let's go back to that but about the the daily needs, haircuts and pedi- mm-hmm. pedicures. Oh boy, did mm-hmm. we miss those? And, you know, and, and <laughs> groceries and things like that. And on yeah. the other hand is fashion. I, I, I would think there's going to be a spate of shopping for fashion right away, but maybe fashion is is the biggest casualty in all this? Yeah, well, you know what? You don't read very often, and I don't really understand it, but uh, you read a lot of times that like 10, 11, 12% of retail sales, quote-unquote, have uh, migrated online. But in fact, if you take out grocery and you take out gas stations and convenience stores, um, all of a sudden you can look you can look at categories. Apparel, fifty percent 
of apparel has moved online. So if you want to know why malls have been stressed, by why lifestyle centers have been stressed, it's because roughly 50% of fashion is now acquired online. And, you know, whereas 10 years ago, that might have been 7%. You know, they said that could never happen because you had to try that stuff off and you had you wanted to see it, you wanted to touch it. And... Touch it. Yeah. and Not I think true, huh? People still, well, people still want to see and touch certain things, but there are certain things like, you know, I, I even do it. Tennis shoes, I like this shoe. My wife, she's been buying the same shoe over and over. The shoe wears out. You go online, you buy the newest color of the same exact shoe, right? And it might be the same <laughs> pants from Everlane. You buy the same pant over, you wear it out. But then all the things that aren't that sort of generic commodity, those are the, that's the 50% that survives. Um, it's the, the special pieces, the real more curated things, um, more luxury, you know, the, the higher end, more unique curated things that brick and mortar can really do better. You know, you know, there's another, there's another element too, that, that, that sort of unique, uh, experience. And I, and I, I think central market is a unique experience. I'm absolutely. And, and whole foods to some degree and Italy that just opened up out yep. at, uh, at yep. North park. Are there more though? I mean, that, that will draw people, but yeah. you can't have too many of those. Yeah. Well, that's what it's all about is the experience. And then the retail, you, you know, you, you read the, the experts and the futurists, et cetera. It's, it's all about experience. What can't, what experience can't you get on your smartphone or your computer at home? Um, and it's, you know, the, you know, Nordstrom used to be so known for the uh, service and experience. What places can give you, you know, like Apple, Apple stores are part um, community for the, the people that are really into Apple products. There are a lot, of, there are a lot of us that are just Apple users. And then there's a bunch of folks who are sort of live the Apple lifestyle and they want the latest and greatest. And they really want to know everything that that device does. And David, I'm guessing you and I probably, we probably use 20% of the capability of, of our devices. And some people just want to know everything about it. And they want to go and hang out with people who want to know everything about it. So a lot of these, the best retailers and they're sort of formerly retailers and now they're sort of brand ambassador places. The, the, the best ones are places that are building community where, you know, like Whole Foods, you mentioned Whole Foods, Apple, Whole Foods, some of these better folks, you know, you become, it's part of your lifestyle. It's, it's on brand. I'm a Warby Parker person. You know, they get me. I'm a Whole Foods customer because, you know, they get me and I want to live the healthy Whole Foods lifestyle. And so I think, yeah, experience, and it's not just experience, it's building community it's providing advice, um, and it's some things that you can't get well online. What, what, tell me, doctor, how quickly can you, uh, can you cure the patient? How, how quickly can you raise roofs and open up malls? And, and, and because this really, you're giving me something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I would say, David, the next seven years are going to be incredibly interesting in the brick and mortar retail and mixed use business. And what I see is a lot of the best located retail in the country. Almost all of it is oversized. And so it, it, it doesn't mean it's going away. 
that means it's going to shrink. And what happens when it shrinks? It becomes more interesting. You've added a, you know, you've added an entertainment use. You've added F and B. You've added public spaces. You've added multifamily residential. You've added a hotel. You've added boutique office into these places. And so you're going to be retail, singular, singular retail, like Galleria, even though it's got attached office buildings and an attached hotel, it's going to become much more mixed use. A lot of these single level, single story retail only places, you're going to demo some portion of it, reconfigure, add public spaces and add all kinds of other uses that make them more 24 seven, you know, mixed use environments, amenitized walkable districts as opposed to singular single use retail places. So I think it is going to be very interesting. In fact, we just um, are announcing that we just made a multifamily hire. So we already oh, really? do retail and office in mixed use places. And we are now fully integrated retail office uh, and multifamily. So we're, we're in the multifamily business as of this past Monday, um, Chad Colley just started. And so, yeah, I think that's the future is less retail, less better retail. And David, the less better retail is amenity for great mixed use districts. You, you, you make me want to go out and buy socks and put on shoes again. I, I can't wait to get Please. back out and see it. Terry Montez is the founder and the CEO of Trademark Property Group. I always enjoy these conversations. We're going to do this more often. You're fun. Thank well, you. I'm happy to, happy to join you whenever you need me. Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation with Mr. Montez, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.